You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. And away we go. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the day after, or the day before Game 4, the day after Game 3. Alongside my man, Shamari Block, this is Dan Devone. As the Warriors put up a franchise record 100, they hang 142 on the Memphis Grizzlies in winning by 30 to take a two games to one advantage over the Memphis Grizzlies in the best of seven. Once again, Game 4 is slated for tomorrow night. Six o'clock tip. You know the drill. All the action can be caught right here on 95-7 The Game. Shamari, let's start here. John Morant, I don't know. We're waiting any word to get an injury report, an update as to whether or not he'll be good to go, whether he's at 100%. The last time we saw him limping off the floor because of a bad right knee. And then, of course, left the stadium, not on crutches, but with a, with a clear hobble in favoring the right knee. So certainly everybody out in Memphis, as well as the rest of the NBA world, waiting with bated breath. You don't want to win that way. You want to see this guy on the floor. However, what is being claimed by some, including John Moran at one point, although he deleted the tweet, is the reason for the injury was once again, here we go, <laughs> It doesn't stop from game to game. This time, Jordan Poole taking a dirty shot, apparently, at the right knee of Ja Morant. If you happen to see it, which I'm sure you did, any thoughts? Can you give any credibility? He would tweet out later that Ja Morant tweeted out that it was Jordan Poole that broke the code. (laughs) And then, of course, that sentiment was sort of, to a certain degree, rehashed and reiterated by their head coach, Taylor Jenkins, and something that sort of reverberated throughout the entire locker room. Where are you at with what happened to John Morant yesterday in Game 3? I mean, apparently John Morant is the $6 million man because a little grab, like a little, little grab, oh, like I – I, did you see it? I, I'm watching it right now. Of course, just to, of course I'm watching it. it. No, but I'm watching it again right now, right? And I'm just like, okay, well, I, I, apparently either Jordan Poole knows, you know, like like super ancient kung fu disability. You know, like you know, in the old kung fu movies where they they touch with two fingers and then they like disable people's body parts. Are you kung fu flick, Dan? I know you are, but go ahead. Oh, anyway, I'm no just stopping you when it I'm comes just, to kung I'm fu. Just, I'm just saying, man. Okay, <laughs> apparently Jordan Poole knows that stuff that Jet Li and them knows, where he, they can just disable you with two fingers because I don't really see what it is. And then and then to throw out the code. Oh, he he broke the code. <laughs> I'll be honest. When what Steve code Kerr, is that? no, no, when Steve Kerr said he broke the code, I was like, well, okay, all right, sure. Now everybody wants to throw the code out there, and I'm, I'm done with the code. Dan, is this the code? 
Well, there's, there's a, no code. There's a code. I think there's a code. No, there is a code. When it comes to what Steve Kerr was talking about, if a guy's in the air, he's vulnerable, you're from behind, you wind up and take a swing at a guy, that's the code. You don't go there. This with John Moran, I don't know what the code is in tickling a guy's knee. Now, listen, <laughs> I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. Right, because that's what it was. Let's just get real. I, I will say this. And we, it's only fair, Shamari, that we look at this through the lens of Memphis. And if you're a Memphis Grizzly fan, wait, wait a second, man. With with the tone that they've set since the opening tip of Game One, with with the the the, the way that they go about playing basketball physically, quote unquote, nobody on Memphis has any right to say anything about. It, 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 anything that a warrior does, okay? One of you guys has already put one of our dudes out for a month. On top of that, they 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 coming over the top with with like like you know like with karate chops every time they're going for the ball, and everybody, every warrior just about that's shot the basketball in this series has took one to the dome from a Grizzlies player. So I, 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 I you and I go back and forth on that. I, I haven't seen it. It's not as egregious to what it is. It's yours. You seem to see it through a different lens. I I think clearly, and we're removing what happened with Dylan Brooks, all right? that's That in and of itself is on an island. That thing is disgusting. I haven't seen – I guess it's just not as evident to me that they're playing with a level of physical intent that is – the, the, the Xfinity uh, Mobile jumping out at everybody. The Xfinity Mobile text line. This is the perfect explanation. Bullies don't like to get bullied. That's why they're reacting this way. They thought they were just going to run on the Warriors like they did the Wolves, and that's the thing. It's like, wait, what? People, people, be physical. That, that, what? What is this? You, you, you hit a bully in the mouth. You blow them up. You blow them out by thirty, and now everybody's like, the code was broken. How could they ever do that? You know what code was broken? The code, what code was this? Is you don't blow somebody out in front of they, but in front of their mama the day before Mother's Day. Okay, that's what the Warriors did. They they embarrassed the entire Grizzly squad right in front of their mamas watching. And Mother's Day is today, Dad. First, how about that? The first. Yeah, by the way, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy ap- Happy Mother's Day to all to to, to Mama Devone and yes. and everybody. Okay, yeah. now enough with the frivolity Ma- and the happiness. Let's get back into <laughs> Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Oh, we going WWE, Sterling? Oh, my dad. That, what that's, was it? That, that, that's from us, Dawn of Justice, Batman oh, vs. Superman. I'm sorry. I'm wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So, so, by that's the way, right. Batman's mother's name is Martha, and he's a superhero. Superman's mother's name is Martha, and he's a superhero. My mother's name is Martha. I am a superhero. It's logic. It's a syllogism, Dan. It works. It works. All right, nah. superhero. <laughs> Here we go. Because it's only fair to sort of look at this and just let's be objective for a second here, okay? First of all, the code thing is ridiculous, John Morant. I don't think there's any intent on what it was that Jordan Poole did there. He's just scrapping for a basketball. So I get it. You guys got your butt kicked and you're looking for something here. I will say this. It's a little weird. (laughs) It's just a little weird the way he grabbed them. But again, I think that that happens. If you were to slow-mo everything throughout the course of a game, you see stuff that sort of, as you slow it down, looks a little suspicious. But it's only fair. Again, if that's Steph Curry and that's Jaron Jackson that grabs him by the knee and Steph Curry goes down with an injury – do we have the same sentiment? Maybe we do. I'm just saying okay. it's only fair to look at it. But it no, but, but it, not Steph Curry, man. I, I can't even think of anybody on the Grizzlies roster <laughs> that is uh that that that's a, like Jordan Poole's like six four. Jared Jackson is a seven footer. Dylan Brooks is six eight. Okay, you Damon. Get, 
What's his uh, name? Desmond Bain. Desmond Desmond Bain is still six six, and he look he he looks like he bench presses three fifty. Man, okay? Tyus Jones. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, nobody's gonna sweat Tyus Jones. Also, he's not gonna be in the mix though. Okay. But I'm saying Tyus Jones grabs the knee of Steph Curry. Curry goes down with the knee. That's a good comparison. Okay, De'Anthony Melton grabs the knee of Steph Curry. Curry goes down with an injury questionable for game four. Do we have a different look at this? Curry ain't going out like that, man, because Curry Curry ain't no sucker. But I'm going to be honest. I question I question whether John Morant's injured. Because think of it. We don't know. You're right. No, no. when, when, When he grabbed his... A knee and limped out of there. They were already taking him out of the game. They were down by twenty something, and the game is over. He's like, oh, oh, my, my knee. Remember, Le- remember LeBron lost to the Dubs in the finals one of the times, and then he comes out with a cast on his hand for the. I'm like, yes, my hand's been injured the whole time. I'm not saying that's what Jaws doing. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's suspicious to me that Ja, like after playing fine up until that point. Jordan Poole taps his kneecap and he's like, "Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm injured. I'm just it's suspicious. It's suspicious at best." Well, we just don't know the extent of the injury whether he's hurt at all. You're right. And again, we don't know the origin of the injury, right? Like we think at least according to Memphis and looking at the replay, everybody's attributing this to Jordan Poole. There's a lot of places where he could have got this thing tweaked. Some people have attributed to when he was on a closeout, I believe on Clay Thompson, and he may have cobbled and come up lame and, and holding the knee at that point. So we don't know the direct cause and effect, first of all, where he injured the knee, and secondly, to the extent of the injury. But there is no – this is a nothing burger as far as trying to go code and or in some weird way, I'm assuming, that if you're going to use the word code, that you're trying to equate it to what happened with Dylan Brooks and GP2. <laughs> right, you know, because – a tap on the knee is the same as a tomahawk flying elbow, man. Like that was WWE stuff that Dylan Brooks did, man. I, I, the more I watch it, the more I watch it, the more I'm just yeah, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like off the top rope, he's coming off the top rope over GP2's neck, Brother. man. And uh, then, then you got my guy here that's like, oh, oh, he tapped my my knee was tapped by your forefinger. <laughs> oh, the code, the code. <laughs> are you ser- are you serious? What's, what's up with you? Listen, man, <laughs> I'm just nuts. saying. I'm you saying, are man. Mother's Day rare form today. <laughs> well, uh, here we go for game four. Let's just talk about the game. And first of all, as it relates to John Moran, maybe I'm the guy who's just going to sort of equate things and let Dumb Nation go after me. But John Moran, again, sometimes you can D this guy up, and the Warriors did such a better job. And we had talked about it. And I thought the zone defense really sort of confused things. And they did a, they did a really good job defending John Morant yesterday. And he still comes up with 34. This dude is defying gravity at times. I mean, this is Michael Jordan-esque. But, but, but see, that's what I said about game two. Jago's off for 47, they win, okay? But he wasn't going to go off for 47 again. You, you, don't, you don't score 47 points five times in a series or four times in a series, right? You gave him his 34. The next best contributing person was Jaron Jackson Jr. He put, gave him, put him 15. Everybody else, 12, 5, 2, 3, 7, right? That's how you defend the Grizzlies. It didn't work in game two because the Warriors shot 18% from the three-point line and 42% from the field, right? Like the, the offense came together, and that's what you get when you're home, right? That good old home cooking, sleeping in your own bed. 
pulling up in your own arena, having your home crowd there with you. Like when you do that, when you get that, then you get the things that then Clay Thompson can hook, hit one-legged fadeaway three-pointers, which I, I still don't think it should take. But he hit him yesterday, and I'm like, go on, Clay. And I still wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. I, I hope I don't ever see him take a, that shot ever again. Yeah, no, stop with the one-legged three. But, but, but he, but he hit it. He hit it. I know it yesterday. that's the worst. So, yeah. If, if it never happens again in my lifetime, it'll be too soon to see a guy shoot a one-legged three. Steph jacked one from the corner. And I know Clay hit his straight on, and he squared up, and he was his momentum had him going forward. But just he played so much better because the entire team, I think, Shamari. He did not put. Let me let me just let me say this: Clay Thompson did not play better. He just hit his shots. <laughs> I, I just I just well, feel that's I, playing better, is it not? Uh, no, because I, I still did. You like those shots that he took? I still didn't like most of the shots he took. I, he I hit him. I thought his shot selection was much better. The pump fakes. Yes, he took some ill-advised shots again, but these were much better looks. And with Clay Thompson using him as an example, everybody just slowed it down a bit. They didn't get sped up because what it's pretty obvious what Memphis is doing is trying to chase the Warriors off the line. And so what that's creating, if you're patient, are those backdoor cuts and all sorts of cuts, and the Warriors do that better than anybody. I'll say this. The more I watch Steph, and you and I have this conversation, I threw this out there earlier this year. I think Steph, as the years go on and as he gets later into his career, he's becoming more of an effective three-point shooter and finishing at the rim than he is a three-point shooter. Make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, he has this reputation that he's the greatest three-point shooter ever to do it. Yes. But at this stage of his career, I like Steph putting it on the floor and going to the rim. I like Steph pulling up from 14 feet. That Steph, I think, is more effective than the guy who would just launch from three-point territory like nobody's business. True. That said, (laughs) said... He, he still needs to do that. He still needs to do that because one, the, one of the things that enables him to do that is is that people are picking him up the second he hits the logo, right? So you get a little more space. You can do some of those things. He, if he, if he, when he hits the point, if he hits the point, let me rephrase it. If he ever hits the point where he's not a threat and you can guard him like a normal dude, I don't know. Even as good as his handle is. I don't know that that he's just going to be able to dribble past people like he is right now. Like that space that's created by his shot allows for that, man. And we, which is why we might see, we might be seeing right now, right now at 33 or whatever, we might be seeing the best Steph ever offensively to me, even though he's no longer hitting 400 threes in a season. Well, it's, it's the most balanced we've seen. Again, just two of eight from three-point territory last night. He's not getting it from threes. He had 30 points for the Golden State Warriors. He led him in scoring. And again, it's not coming from the three-point line. This guy is accomplished at getting to the rim and finishing. He's always been a finisher. And his mid-range game and his floater, that's where I think he lives. Now, again, a lot of this is being dictated by a team that's not allowing him to shoot. In fact, they're running everybody off the line. Again, the Warriors' opportunities are there. They just got to be patient. I think that's going to be there the entire series, including game four. But you just got to let that game come to you. And Clay Thompson finally just, you know, he's not hunting threes. Dude, just get, get rid of it and get it back. Want to talk about Otto Porter. He may crack the starting lineup. Automatic. You know this guy's plus 49 in the series? <laughs> because he's playing... He's probably the only warrior that that has consistently played the game. Like the the offense has went, 
He's pl- he plays the offense the way it's designed to go. Like he moves the ball, he moves himself, he does all the things consistently. And, yeah, but and when last you do that, night was the first time, or yesterday was the first time he really hit some threes. He still sucks from three point territory. Yet he's been such a dynamo on the plus. I mean, statistically speaking, you know why? It's because he's rebounding. Yeah, and he's but- rebounding in traffic. But also, how many bad? Even though he hasn't been shooting well from three, how many bad three pointers? How many bad shots have you seen him take? Because a bad shot, a bad shot is a turnover. A, a poorly, a poorly chosen shot. shot. Turnovers are called shot. Shot turnovers. turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought that up the other day. It's a turnover, and he hasn't done that. And even if even though you don't hit it, you you might get your team might get the offensive rebound. You get a better opportunity to set up against transition offense, right? Like it, it puts you in a better position. And that and those little things people talk about that don't show up in the stat sheet, Otto Porter's his shot selection, even while not shooting well, has has been a it, it's been a bone. It really, really has. Otto Porter, you know, as much as the Golden State Warriors and people talk about the one thing that's missing, the one cavity on this team is that who's your enforcer? Where's Jaja Pachulia? Where's the bigs? Right, we're the David West of the world. What happened every time the Warriors won? They had a thumper. This team does. It's got Draymond, but they're, you know, they they don't have that guy. They don't have the big powerful dude. Guess who's emerging and taking over that role? It's Otto Porter. Otto Porter has come out of nowhere to be that power forward that they've been missing this entire season. This is a guy that is getting you serious rebounds and not snaring rebounds off a missed free throw. I'm talking about getting a rebound in paint with dudes around you. I mean, he is becoming that guy in the paint that'll challenge, rim protect, and do the dirty work. Something that they all year long, the Warriors have said, you know, without James Weiss and we don't have a big, who's going to be the enforcer? It's now become somebody has stepped up and said, I'll, I'll do that. And it's Otto Porter. He's been, as much as Jordan Poole's been a revelation in the postseason, do not overlook what Otto Porter's been able to do. I mean, but that's the thing, right? Is what what's the old saying? On the at home, your role players play play better. And that's who you saw Otto Porter come through. But he was good on the road as well. He was good on the road. You you, you saw the I mean, I'm not I'm not referring to this human being as a role player, but you saw Klay Thompson come alive at home. You saw uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins shoot better at home. Andrew Wiggins has played three superb He's games. He's amazing. He's played three superb games, by the way, but he shot better at home. The Warriors, at one point, they, they were shooting 73% or something like that from the field, right? Obviously, that cooled off, but they finished the game shooting 63 from the field, 53 from, from the three-point line. That's what you get. That's what it is. When you get home, here's a funny thing, though. Here's a funny thing, okay? Trick question, Dan. Did the Memphis Grizzlies shoot better last night or in their win in game two? Last night. They shot better in game two. Okay. They shot 43% from the field. How bad is that a trick question? You set me up. I told you you it was a trick question, man. They they, they shot – okay, so in game two, they shot – no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they shot better last night. That's what I meant. <laughs> no, but that is a trick question. The game that they won. That's what I'm trying to say. I know, that's why yeah, no, okay, yeah. No, trick question. So they shot 39 and 31 in game two. They shot 43 and 37 last night. So the, the Grizzlies, the offense was actually short of shooting better. But the Warriors were shooting betterer. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you make Bet, yourself better. Man, okay. The Warriors go 60, 50, 90. 60 from the floor, 50. 
50% or better from three-point territory, 90 from the free-throw line. First team to do that since the 2002 Philadelphia 76ers in the postseason. That's 60, 50, 90. But again, if you're thinking, well, you can't shoot 72% from three-point territory. You can't shoot 72% and maintain that, or that's not sustainable, even the 60%. I would just clap back and say, these again aren't threes. This is a Warrior team that is getting – they got 62 points in the paint. This is a team that's doing it with mid-range and proving to you that they are not just about a team that lives like that of yesteryear behind the stripe. They'll get to a mid-range and they'll get to the paint because Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson are finishing – Like I mean, they finish as well as anybody. So I think this is sustainable when you think about shooting at 60% if – Again, you have the movement, and you're looking for the cutters, so you're getting layups, essentially, and you're getting good shots from a close range. Because when you look at that, you're thinking, oh, wow, the Warriors shot it at a 63% clip. Must have been, like, torrid from three-point territory. Yeah, they were good from three, but what set that up, what created that confidence was the ability to get to the rim and score from the mid-range. And once you see that ball go through the hoop, well, then, yeah, I can step out and start stroking. Well, also last night they took 32 three-pointers. On the season, in the regular season, they averaged they averaged 36 per game, which to me kind of seems low, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? No, they, they've averaged 36 per game in the postseason. In the regular season, they averaged 40. They took eight less threes. And they scored the most points. Like, think about that. Think about that. That is the most points in the history of the Warriors. Kevin Durant was on the court. They didn't score that many well, postseason. points. Postseason. Postseason, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Kev KD in the playoffs. When when Steph went off for, for 40 and 50, when he had those big games, they've never scored this much. And they did it by saying, hey, you know what? Let's take it, let's take it to the hole a little bit. Did Your man, JK, he only played 18 minutes. And he, at one point, I remember seeing him being visually, obviously frustrated. Like, he hit the court when he made a bad pass. And, oh, yeah. oh it was a bad pass, man. But he, he went 8 for 10. He dropped 18 in in 18 minutes. Yeah, we can get to, uh, every, we can no, get but to every, every But everybody, well, we're going to get to. I'm just saying, I'm looking at in terms of big picture. In terms of the big picture, just like you said, everybody had a mindset to go inside and out. And that's that's the way – I know that's not the way this offense works. A lot of times you think of it as an outside-in offense. But when you go inside out and you got shooters everywhere, this is what you get. Yeah, so the Warriors yesterday running up 142 points and winning by 30 now take a two-games-to-one lead. So as, as impressive as that game is, and we'll continue to break it down, I'm always – I'm all about game fours. Game fours are everything. Think about it because game four, you're either up 3-1 – or the series is tied at two apiece, or it's over because you swept at 4-0. Game <laughs> fours are everything. Like, as good as and the euphoria we're enjoying right now after a 30-point blowout and everybody feeling good, it means nothing if this thing goes back to Memphis 2-2. Tomorrow is what the series is. Tomorrow is must win. That is the must. For the first time, if you're to throw that label must win in the series, it begins tomorrow in game four. Game four, you go up 3-1. To me, now now you can sniff the finish line. You cannot, let, you cannot let Memphis get back into this thing. The big question will be going forward, 
Will Ja Morant be available to this basketball team? Ja Morant's, ja Morant's going to be available, baby. It was, it was an act. It was a dog and pony show. And then the, 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 the oh, he, Jordan Poole brought Ja. ja listen, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me about Ja Morant, man. I, listen, if Ja Morant is genuinely injured, I apologize. I apologize for but but that was, that was, no. That was a dog and pony show. Uh, somebody on the Xfinity mobile text it, line. I don't know if he's faking it. Someone on the Xfinity mobile text line, uh, and it's lost because the texts are cranking. Get good shot, Dub Nation. Y'all, y'all filling in the text line a whole, whole lot. But somebody said that the announcer said that he and Clay Thompson bumped knees in the third quarter. Yeah, no, that's and the that's closeout where I was from. talking about. Yeah. He had a closeout on Clay and they hit knees, and he grabbed the knee. He sort of winced at that point. So. Oh. Whatever, man. Listen, it's sort of John- like w- you know, back to my WWE <clears throat> days when a guy was injured and you would try and gouge that injury. Like <laughs> exactly. maybe he's hurt, and then Jordan Poole is just trying to like go after it. Oh, you got a bad knee. Let me just rip at it a little bit here. Or you know, he was going <laughs> for the ball and he made inadvertent contact with this. Whatever, man. Listen, if John Morant can't go, then whatever. But 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 I think that they got any chance because they went nineteen and two at one point. Remember without Jaw. Mm. I, I, I'll be honest, Dan. Hell no. Like it's. It, I'll it, answer that for you. It, Hell it, they, no. I don't. I don't think that after what we saw last night. And listen, overreaction. I know it's just one game. Momentum changes from game to game. Blah 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 blah. Okay. But but I don't think they have a chance in the series. Period. Okay. If if they can get Zach Randolph in a time machine and put him back on the floor, then maybe they got a chance with the a prime Zebo. But they don't. They don't got what it takes, and they got all the long wing players that can defend and dunk and all that. So they they have the things on paper. Like that's this is the team you want to beat the beat the Warriors. You need to be able to put four or five six foot six dudes on the court. Six foot six, six foot seven, six eight dudes that can move and guard and defend and switch. Right. That is recipe. But in practice, it doesn't work. So long as the Warriors don't play like the Three Stooges. And, and make the and they there were some stupid well, they have fourteen turnovers. There were the some half. ridiculous turnovers, yeah. But they cleaned it up though. They cleaned it up. And 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 you see what happens. <laughs> like think about that. They they were they were in this game while turning the ball over. Uh, uh, they had fourteen t- uh, t- turnovers to something like twelve assists. Okay, and they were only down by two. You know what I'm saying? The second they stopped turning that ball over, game over, game over. It's also fair to to point out that Dil- Dylan Brooks not being available. He is their best wing and or perimeter defender. So I think they clearly took advantage of that. I think the complexion will change D- when he's D- back D- on the floor. Wait, Dylan Brooks was going to gonna make up a 30-point no. deficit? No, but I think it is fair to note that your best perimeter defender was not available to no, the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll find out what happens in game four when I come back. When we come back. <laughs> I don't is know where a, you're going. This, this, wait, we were going to send you... <laughs> we were going to send you someplace to get a little help in the next 10 minutes before we, we resume. Let's when we come back. Let's talk about J.K. J.K. Because I, you know, I started the T-shirt. J.K. must play. J.K. must play. So we'll talk about Jonathan Kaminga, the youngest player ever to get a start in the postseason at age nineteen. How did he fare? The discussion continues. It's Shamari and Dan here on ninety-five-seven. The game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Golden State Warriors come up big winners yesterday as they put up a 142 spot and cruising to 30-point win over the Memphis Grizz. Sets up now a game four once again at Chase. Just a brief day off after, of course, having that long stint in between games three and or two and three. So now the Warriors with an opportunity to go up 3-1. I want to talk about Jonathan Kaminga because I've been big on this guy. He gets the start, becomes the youngest player in the history of the playoffs at age 19 to do so. And he was sped up. There is no doubt about that. You could clearly see that that it was going fast for him. And uh, again, maybe because I'm just such a big fan of this guy, I just think that he's overthinking this. And the idea that I've got to get other people involved or he gets caught midair, I just wish he had the mindset that this is a Memphis Grizzly game, say in the middle of February during the regular season, and just go to work. Don't think you can deal on any of these boys. Just let them have it. Don't worry about the playoffs. Don't think beyond you know what Steph Kerr is going to pull me or I've got to get rid of it. I also will say this on his behalf, because I don't think it was all bad. <laughs> you don't think it was all? I oh, mean, no, no. He, he went eight for ten, man. But some of those, that one he threw just to nobody. Oh, no. he, yeah, again, he got caught up in the air. But defensively, which is primarily where he's why he started the game, because I think Steve Kerr looks at him and says, he looks down his bench and says, who's the other athlete I have on this squad now that I don't have GP2 that can watch John Morant? And I think it's Jonathan Kaminga to start the game. And Jonathan Kaminga and John Morant, I will say, on J.K.'s behalf, they were ISO'd, and he turned them twice. Twice he locked up John Morant, and Morant thought it was like, okay, I got this kid. I torched him last time. I'm going to work. And I saw him get rebuked both times. Here's the other thing about Jonathan Kaminga that happens every single time he's on the floor. Those young, fresh legs, he beats everybody up the floor for baskets every single time he's on the floor. You can rest assured there's going to be a breakaway because he's beating the entire team, including his squad and the opposing team, up the floor for a breakaway slam. Those, I'm just, just stay well, with me, that, Coach no, Curtis. Stay that's with what me you on do. this guy. That's what you do when you are that young and that athletic. Um, the other thing is, and I'm just listen, and and I, let me let me just let me just frame this by saying I don't feel like plus minus is a stat you could pay attention to. 
Go ahead, hit me with it. What do uh, wait, have? wait, until you go over like a 10-game period, right? Like what you do over a 10-game period plus minus matters to me. But it is interesting that in a game where the Warriors won by 30, they won by 30, right? So it, it would be virtually impossible what to be in the negative. Man? Just go ahead no, and give he, it to me. He, he was negative two. He had, right. he, he had the worst oh, plus minus. Okay, but but everybody else is like plus 33, plus 22, plus 21, plus 19. Like he, it's him, and it is JTA that are the only dudes negative. Everybody else. No, there's no doubt. Even, even was, Damian, Damian Lee. <laughs> even Damian Lee is plus 10. He was clearly, you know, he, he, there's times where he looks like he's 19 and the stage is too big. But again, I, I just think it's because he's in his head that I've got to get other people involved that I shouldn't be trying to score. Well, but, but it's not in his he head. Can. It, it, what's in his head is is a complicated offensive structure. No, that, oh, that don't give me that. Him. No, 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 no. That's what's in his head. It's it like, is not complicated at all. He just he he at the last instant I think goes. You know what? I I, sh- I shouldn't be going one on one. I I need to get other people involved. This is the playoffs. I need wait, to wait, kick wait. to the corner. Was that him? Was that him or was it Steph? Man, somebody like threw a pass pretty much straight to John Moran. I think it was him, but but it could have been Steph Curry, man. Was that him? Was that one that was on his was that one TOs? I don't have no idea oh, what you're talking okay. about. No, somebody threw a pass. Never mind. Please continue. About the, I, I, I like the kid though, but last night, last night he was not good. I mean, he was good when he put the ball up and did his thing, he was good, but most of the part, most of the, the game, I don't know. But please continue. Well, again, we can't dismiss the fact that he was good defensively on John ja Morant, which is essentially he, he why he was. He was. He was. He was. He was really. He probably played Ja the best of. Yeah, out of, out of anybody, man. He 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 uh, turned him over. He 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 re- rejected him at least once. And yeah, no, he he. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, when he was on with Steiny and Guru last week, said, J- uh, JK, that's the guy you put on Ja. And I'm like, no, you don't do any. But maybe, maybe not for the whole game, but maybe, maybe 10 minutes. Maybe there should be 10 minutes of him, of him on Ja game, definitely. I, I just want to stay with this mantra that Coach Kerr, if you're listening, just stay with the kid. Just stay with the kid. And I know he is. <laughs> but he like is. Just, but the, kid, the, hey, the kid's time might be 2023. By the way, what, no, 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 no. You take that back, because again, this is a kid that if you continue to believe in him, I think that he is going to. Get, I just told you to take it back, as if you would. <laughs> Wait, by the way, the, 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 the Xfinity Mobile. Game. Sorry, the Xfinity Mobile text lines chiming in. That was it. Was Clay? Thank you, seven oh seven. Clay, he, he basically he said. By the way, they said he Clay handed Jaw the ball like he was a quarterback to the running back. Oh, that was bad. But please, I'm sorry. I just had to read that because that was funny. The the quarterback handoff reference. You and that text line, no matter what, I could be saying. Shamari, the the studio's on fire. But if what, if there's something <laughs> on that text line that this appeals the, to you, this is this is the voice of the people. Ah. This is the people. I'm sorry, but JK. We're talking about JK. We're talking about stick with the kid. We're saying give him a chance, even though he had some of the worst turnovers in the history of turnovers. Please continue. <laughs> I, I do think he's going to pay dividends. I do think, and I do think you talk about 2023. Just think of the experience this is going to provide to this guy when he gets to the playoffs, say next year. Or what he's gonna—he's got to start next year. By the way, I just think that Jonathan Kaminga, this is just the beginning in terms of what it is that he can do for you this year in the postseason. I'm saying stick with the kid, continue to give him his run. I'm so glad that he got an opportunity to play in that second half and start though, and and start. And, and I'll be honest, given the fact that he's 19 years old, that that he. 
his experience level really is at that. Like, he didn't grow up playing hoops in the streets of Finley or, or New York or whatever. Um, Dude was that, in the Congo, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, he didn't, you know, play a whole bunch of basketball as a little kid. Like, a lot of these dudes in the NBA was dribbling a basketball when they were six, right? Um, give, given, given his experience level, he performed way better than you could expect a guy like him to do. That said, there's a whole lot more coming. There's there's way, way, way more better J.K. coming. I don't know if it's this series, though. Oh, it's though. this series. I don't it's know this postseason. It's this, series. it's this postseason. Stay with me on this one. All right, let's open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570 as we'll get into things, starting with Leo. Leo wants to talk Golden State Warriors. What's up, Leo? How are you this afternoon? And welcome to the show, my man. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. You know, the, the one thing – you know, I was kind of impressed with with the Warrior organization is how tightly they controlled their message on the Dylan Brooks foul. It was always from Steve Kerr. It was always, you know, not intentional but dirty. You know, you know, Draymond Green didn't get involved. They didn't say anything. And then on the Memphis side, they kind of just hung John Moran out. Like, he's 22. He's not as respected as a guy like Kerr who run rings as a coach and a player. And, and the, you know, the coach didn't back him up. And you kind of saw the whole narrative, you know, at least here, but we think around the country kind of fell apart on him. And, it, and I think it just goes back to, I, I think the, the Warrior organization tries to win at a multiple different levels. And this is another level that they won at. Leo, that's a really insightful call. Uh, and I think you're spot on. I think that the way the Warriors do things is that it, it's, it's almost – is if there was a there's a template in place. And when it came to what happened with Dylan Brooks, you're right. Because immediately thereafter, you know who had a podcast, and that's Draymond Green. And we know that this guy, typically, there is nobody that edits what it is that comes out of his mouth. But oh, I, it's so edited. But, but I do think that Coach Kerr said, look, at, this is way too flammable, okay? Let me handle this, and you guys just stay out of the fray. And I think he took the bullets – and I think that it, you're right. I think it, it permeated right through the entire team. That is who the Warriors are. There is a structure to the way they do things, and it sets them apart as an organization from everybody else. And getting back to what happened immediately thereafter, when we're talking about the Jordan Poole, whatever it is that he did he to broke, the knee. He broke the code. To the knee of one John Morant. You're right. Immediately goes off in five different directions. You got John Morant tweeting and then deleting. You got, you know, your head coach at one point, you know, saying that, yeah, you know what, he pulled at the knee and then sort of walking those statements back. As a, as a unit, they were emotional, right? And that's this is what we've talked about. And not to, you know, not to see too much into this, but one is experienced in handling these things, and that's the Golden State Warriors, and the other is inexperienced because they've never been on this stage at this level before, and that, of course, is the Memphis Grizzlies. And we talk about it. You know, ad nauseum around here about one has the pedigree and the experience and the other has never been through this. And this is just another example of that. Well, but see, that's a funny part, which makes it even more ridiculous for for John Morant to – he broke the code. It's like you, you were just getting your diapers changed a little bit ago. And you don't know you don't know anything about the code. 
It, you know, you, listen, you have to you have to be a certain age, and I don't care what the profession is. Nah, you just got to play basketball. Nah, you, no, you, you got to hit a certain level of Shemar, I've been around. There's 14 year olds that get run, and they know the code. You don't push somebody in the back. But, I, no, in the I, I, but I'm talking about invoking the, 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 the oath of the code, okay? No, I'm you not, mean the word of the code bothers <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. No, when Steve Kerr, who played with Michael Jordan, okay, and, and has been around this game for since before Job was born. Right when he invokes the code, it's like, oh snap, OG invo- like like when the baby in the room is invoking the because what your breath smells like Similac. Shut up! <laughs> I'm just saying you you, you got to hit a certain level of the game before you can start talking about the code. And not to say that the code doesn't protect you, but I'm just saying he broke the code. Jordan he, 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 Jordan Poole broke the code. He touched my knee. Just, anyway, the only problem you, you you know what I'm saying, Dan? Yeah, no, I'm with you. But the only problem when you invoke the word code. Is that you're sort of trivializing what happened with Dylan Brooks? You're almost exactly that. You're, also, you're almost saying, "Look, it that didn't break the code. You used the code word. It's not sitting well with us." And so you f- sort of almost flippantly use it, directed a shot right back, a counterpunch at Jordan Poole and the Golden State Warriors. And if you're going to try to equate one breaking the code and the other <laughs> in terms of breaking the code with what it is that he did to his knee, that's when you lose everybody. Maybe something happened there with your knee. I don't know. You know, uh, I guess time will tell, and hopefully he's not injured. But you cannot say one was equivalent to the other, which is what he is indirectly and or implying. And so what Dylan Brooks did to a man, again, that's jumping in the air and you wailed him from behind, broke a code. Whatever the hell happened to your knee is not the same thing. And so that just has to be understood by that of John Morant. By the way, like, like, no, but literally, nobody involved with the Grizzlies organization get like Taylor Jenkins is third. Like Steve Kerr was also playing basketball before Taylor Jenkins was born. I'm just saying, nobody involved, nobody involved with the Grizzlies organization gets to invoke the code. Man, I'm just saying, like, like maybe the owner, he's probably like a 70 year old dude, but everybody else a, should a, shut, shut up about the code with your young self. Do you have an issue with a coach like Taylor Jenkins that has never played basketball at any level, including high school, college, and certainly not in the NBA? No. Okay. I'm no. Just curious. That that said, that said. I was just, he's sort of an, he's an outlier in that. Well, regard. no, he's he's good at what he he's good at what he yeah, does though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said, that because basketball, and this is just my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion, but it's true. Uh, because basketball coaching probably has the least to do with success in terms of. Uh, uh, yeah, no, because I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you can buy a championship in baseball. You can right. So I'm gonna say baseball is slightly, the manager manner is slightly less in baseball than the head coach does in basketball, right? Ooh, really? No, I disagree. You think basketball is about the players. You don't well, win without okay, players. Okay, well, that, that's where I was going. That's I, I was trying to roll it back. I, I was like, wait, is that too far? No, no, no. Because basketball is the, is the sport where it's like the, the coach has the least to do with success. Not to say the coaches don't matter, but if you have the players, you're going you're gonna to be good, right? Um, it's interesting that a dude comes up through the ranks, never play. I will say that much. It's, it's interesting. So he has a fascinating story. I don't know what his connection is, uh, but, you know, a lot of people would love to have that connection. But he, but he, he paid his dues. It, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like he went from – he was he was on the uh, – oh, he he was on the Spurs. He, he was there with the – he was he was there with Pop, man. So, you know, you, you learn no, from Pop. Yeah. I'm just curious because, you know, typically most players now or most coaches are guys wait, that are former wait, players. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Yeah, Robert Perry is the founder of – 
So they have a four, the, the, even their old white dude is a forty five is only a forty five year old white he's dude. Forty four years of age. Wow, he's yeah, a billionaire. No, yeah, no, but no, nobody, nobody in the Memphis organization gets to say a darn thing about the code. You know, nobody's old enough to invoke the code. I'm just saying, even if the code is broken, <laughs> they need to hire a sixty year old dude to come and say that. Bring, bring a Jerry West into the building or something just to say stuff he like was that. In the the, the, bu- he the was code in the, was broken. He was in the building at one point. Oh yeah, that, that that's they did uh, steal Jerry West for a little bit. Where's Jerry West? And by the way, by the way, uh, uh, just just, to, just I want I want to get away from this from just a second. You're not gonna go Showtime on me, are you? Or HBO? No, that show? Yeah, Winning Time. Have you watched that? Have no, you watched it? I, I, I did it. I started watching. <laughs> it's good. Jerry West was pissed. I don't get why. Uh, pretty much everybody was ticked off though. Everybody was ticked off, man, um, about it. It's good. It's television. Um, it's it, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. So a comedy. It's a oh my god! It is hilarious. Dead. No, is it Dan really DeVoe. a comedy? Or are you just being tongue in cheek? No, no, it's a comedy. It, oh, okay. it is like there are clearly moments with that they do things in, with the intent of making you laugh your butt off, right? Like it's a comedy. It's a comedic retelling of this whole thing. Are you thumbs thing. up or down on this thing? I am thumbs up on oh, it. Okay. Also, just Jerry West. Jerry West's character is the is, it's the best, man. He, he is the best, especially the way they characterize him. And I get, I would get Jerry West and his family being ticked off at this portrayal if you didn't realize that it's a stinking comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedic impersonation of you, Jerry. Chill out, man. And, and also, please come back to the Warriors. We need you. Is he... Well, let me just think about it. Well, do they have? Wait, a- wait. The five one zero is agreeing. <laughs> five one uh, winning time is amazing. The five one zero agrees with me. I saw that. The Xfinity Mobile text line agrees. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so what? Can they? When they have footage of these guys playing, is it limited or can they play ball? Can these? So that's where you lose me. If these guys, if these actors can't play basketball, I got. I don't care how comedic or how good dramatically it's. There really isn't a lot of like. So it's an hour per episode. There might be three or four minutes of basketball. Right. I'll check it out. Total. I'm all about Total. streaming, man. I, I'm into everything, so I'll, I'll check this out. But if it's a, you lose me if it's a sport movie, and and you can't, you know, and no one on that set, including the actors, have never well, played well, also, ball. Also, well, no one on that set is seven feet tall or six eight. But they do a good job of like having people stand on boxes. Or so I heard, I, and this is what I heard. I heard that they would have them like stand on boxes and then they don't show their feet or something so that the people look significantly taller. Because Kareem, the actor that plays Kareem is not seven feet tall. I am 99% sure of this. But you, you, you not a lot of seven foot actors statue. running around out there. Yeah, they're, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and, let's, and, and, you know, how many of them can actually act? You know, because they you have to be seven feet and be able to act. So they just put found a 6'2 dude and stood him on a box. And use his acting ability to, to pretend to be. That's seven the way foot. we used to roll in the WWE. Is that we would you have told guys me this, like yeah. the Big Show. He's six foot eleven and three hundred and fifty pounds. Now the Big Show is a big dude. He's by a big any dude. Standard, he's not that big, but he's not seven feet tall. No, and they would stand well, on boxes. Wait, when how, I would but how tall? What is? Would you say like six four? I'm guessing six four. Yeah, he's he's big, but he's not nearly what it is that they you know the propaganda that they build these guys up to. But when mm. I would interview him, they would stand on these boxes so that they'd be looking down at me. Oh snap! Now. Okay, so the Xfinity Mobile <laughs> text line. And oh. Sterling, the guy that plays Kareem is 6'10, 6'11. Okay, I did not. Well, okay then. Because that dude looks bigger than everybody else. The dude that plays Magic, I looked him up. He's like 6'3. I'm going to look this up just one more time, man. But I think that dude's like 6'2 or 6'3. But they do a good job of making him look like a sick, like he's 6'8 Magic Johnson, man. Uh, Quincy Isaiah. Let's see here. What, 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 do, what do we got here? Let's go height. 
And I got 6-2? Anyway, so apparently the dude that plays Kareem is a legit seven-footer. And he's also good. He's also like like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's like matter-of-factly of way of kind of speaking. You know, you know, he's kind of like, hey, this is this, this is that, and like kind of whatever. He does a really good job of being Kareem. So it's a good show. All right. It's a good show. Okay. Also, yeah, yeah. So uh, 510 is chiming in. The magic, magic, uh, the character, the guy that plays magic is 6 3. All right. So the Golden State Warriors now up two games to one. Big, huge. I'm all about games four. You got to go up 3 1 on this thing. Otherwise, it's all for not what it is that you did yesterday in pasting a Memphis Grizzly team and winning by some 30 points. Another guy that I just wanted to underline and address again, we sort of skimmed over this, but it's Andrew Wiggins. Because Andrew Wiggins, I'm telling you right now, he's been the most consistently. Good dude for this whole series, man. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. Sorry, please. No, I, no, go I, ahead. I love me so, I'll be honest with you. In a weird way, in a weird way, without putting up insane numbers, but also not having a, any horrible games, Andrew Wiggins has been the MVP of this series so far for the Warriors. I would agree with that. I would agree with that because he's consistently – I mean, you can go back to the Denver series, and he's been the most consistent player. Led the team in rebounding. And he's right there again in terms of snaring rebounds. What he did just before the end of the half when he pulled the rebound, went the other way, and dunked on the other end, I think he threw down on Anderson. That set the tone, man. That That, was nasty. And that's who he's been this entire entire postseason. He is. I'm with you, man. As much as we focus on the three-guard lineup, what's going to determine whether this team— But he's a part of the three-guard lineup. That three-guard lineup works. Well, he's not a part of it directly. Well, but no, but but he's he's that that three guard lineup Only is him. Only works, yeah. No, no, it, it's Jordan Poole, Curry, Thompson, and then and then Draymond and Wiggins. That that's the death lineup right there, and he's a part of it because, yeah, man, no, he he, he makes that thing work. He he, listen. Said earlier when you said that that Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga should start next year, right? The text line is like, no, no. We, we need to start – we need to continue to start Wiggins, man. He's that critical. Well, He's that critical. I said that thinking that there could be some moving parts there. If if for some reason Wiggins is not on this team because of the contract or what have you, yeah, I, I could see – well, okay, how's this? I'll walk it back to a certain degree. He Maybe he doesn't start, but he has a significant role. All right? He has a significant role. He is not, you know, your eighth or ninth guy off the bench as he was this past year. And maybe he works himself. I mean, why are we even talking about 2023? <laughs> well, let me just say this, because we only got a couple of minutes left, right? At the beginning of this season, I feel like most people started this season saying, all right, one last hurrah for Stephen Clay, right? Then then they don't trade for freaking Ben Simmons, and that's was smart, and they don't get Bradley Beal. They draft Kaminga. They draft uh, Moody. You know, they, they bring GP2 in as the 15th man, right? At the beginning of the season, I feel that people thought, hey, last hurrah, right now, I don't care what happens with the rest of this postseason. I think it's I think they're going to the finals, but I don't know, and I don't care if they don't, right? Like, I am more excited about three seasons from now than what I than I am about this season. Because like that, two, three seasons from now, especially if Wiseman can come back and be just a standard seven footer, okay? Oh. <laughs> Who's gonna stop him? Who? Who's gonna well, stop that so team? So, what do you say? What's the team look like in three? Because I think it gets a little scary. Because once this, I don't. It doesn't get scary for me. But once this core 
begins to head down the backside of the mountain and go off to the sunset, that's when things get a little bit dicey for this Warrior run. Because yeah. the window's going to be extended because of Jonathan Kaminga, potentially because of Weissman Jordan and Poole. or certainly Jordan Poole. Wait, Andrew but, Wiggins is only 27. But, but once, you know, once those three, once they walk away and head towards retirement and get in the rocking chair, you're, you're telling me that you're, gonna, you're confident and excited about the new age of these new young players getting ushered in as being the focal yeah, point? Yeah, I'm excited about these young players being around while Steph, Clay, and Dre might not be their peak selves. Okay, but still on the team is but, what you're but, saying. Yeah, but still have quite a bit left in the tank. Like, think about Iguodala in the, in the, in the, in the heyday, right? Like in 20, 2018 Iguodala. You got 2018, 2019 Iguodala times three in Steph, Clay, and Dre. Oh, yeah. Then you got Jordan Poole probably emerging into an all-star caliber dude. You, you got Jonathan Kaminga very likely uh, emerging as an all-star caliber dude. You got a dude like Moses Moody as a key contributor. And again, you still got the shooting of Steph and Clay and the playmaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going well, to be insane. I, I, I think that... It's projected that way. We don't know what Moses Moody is going to be as an NBA player. Quite frankly, we don't know what Jonathan Kaminga is going to be as an everyday basketball player. And quite frankly, Jordan Poole has got to be able to sustain this, not only during the postseason, but throughout an entire season, much like he did this year, although there were times where he disappeared. So while I hear what it is that you're saying, it's still, you know, it's, it's still in production. This is not something that we can say, you know, you can ba- bank on well, it, but, but this but, is what's going to happen. But, but the dress rehearsal... It's probably going to lead to the finals. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. You want to get into the Kentucky Derby? Let's get into it a little bit. Yeah, I, I like horse racing. I'm more of a Golden Gate Fields dollar uh, days. What dollar- happened yesterday at the Derby? Just to take a brief respite. Yeah. We can either do that coming up in the next segment, or we can we can hold off on it. I'll leave it up to you. We'll make a we will make an executive decision. Just a brief respite for what happened when 80 to one shot won the Derby. We'll come back. We'll talk Warriors, and maybe we'll sneak in. A little derby talk with our resident derby expert because it was absolutely fascinating. Your car calls are welcome like always. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Getting you ready for game four only here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 